0: Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to Find Your Sexy. I'm Kelsey Valletta, and my guest this week is on a mission to help women reclaim their health and reconnect with their bodies so they can do what they came to this planet to do, which is pretty awesome. How powerful is that? Kelly Scheipel, also known as Kiki, is a physician assistant from the Philadelphia area specializing in hormone optimization work. After six-plus years of optimizing both men and women's hormones using bioidentical hormone medications, as well as going through her own health journey, she decided to pivot and start working exclusively with women to help them optimize their hormones in a natural, holistic way. Her approach includes a combination of her experience in the Western medicine world, as well as Ayurvedic medicine teachings from the medical medium, energy work, mindset shifting and emotional healing. So, so many things, which I absolutely love. So basically We're just going to learn so much from her today. And I just can't wait for this conversation. So hi, Kiki. I'm so just grateful that you're here. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I know. I, you know, like I mentioned before we started recording, you and I barely know each other. It's like, I feel like the past month I was meeting people who were like, you need to meet Kiki. Like (laughs) you need to talk to Kiki. So I'm like, okay, we got to get her on the podcast. So here we are. I can't wait. We are. Perfect. I love it. I love it too. Okay. So I would like to start by asking you, when was the first time you ever felt sexy and whatever it meant to you in that moment?
1: Mm, I like this question. I remember it was probably like my, the summer between seventh and eighth grade, we had like a neighborhood pool and my friends and I would just go to the pool like all day every day in the summer and I had this little like red white and blue bikini it was like my first like low-key kind of sexy bikini like ever and because my mom was really strict and I I was never allowed to wear two pieces um and so it like I was feeling myself in that bikini and I just remember like walking around that pool and like you know boys were like starting to notice me and like girls were noticing me and I was just like I like this I, I'm I'm here for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that's around the age where your body is like starting to change. You're going through puberty, and you exactly. kind of like are more aware of your body and you know how other people view you as well mm-hmm. at that age.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So how has that changed? throughout your life. Like that was kind of the starting moment of what made you feel really sexy. Mm-hmm. Is that still a powerful moment for you when you're in a bikini, like hanging out at the pool? Like what, yeah. how has that changed? Yeah, no,
1: that hasn't changed at all. I am like feeling myself when I'm in a bikini hanging yes. out by all day. Yes. I like, love that. I love to twerk. Like I love to twerk in a bikini.
0: Like it's a whole situation. <laughs> Or so are you a pretty outgoing person would you say um I go back and forth so
1: I'm an introvert I I definitely I get really drained being in social situations for you know I, I can handle it for a decent amount of time and I, I come off as extroverted I'm an introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert Introvert. yeah Yeah. I'm totally the same way so I completely relate so I need time like by myself to recharge um but when I'm in a social situation you better believe I'm giving like 110 (laughs) percent
0: yeah yeah I totally get it I'm right there with you (laughs) okay so I want to hear a little bit about your story just like tell us you know, how you got to where you are right now with your business, how, what your journey was like that led to you wanting to help women. Okay. So
1: I never wanted to be in medicine. I started college as a fashion merchandising major with a minor in business administration. Um, I studied that for two years. I got through all of freshman and sophomore year and was like, I hate this. This is not for me. There are so many people in this major. It's so competitive. And, you know, they they really wanted it. And I didn't. And I was getting C's in my art classes. And I was like, okay, there's something wrong here. So my dad is a doctor. And I always full heartedly did not want to want to go into medicine I saw what being a doctor was like for him throughout my whole life and he worked really really hard he's probably the hardest working man I know but you know he he was married to his job and and he had to be and I didn't want that and so um I ended up having a long conversation with him, and he ended up recommending I go to physician assistant school, or at least look into it, um, because it was a you know more condensed program, and it wasn't going to take the next eight years of my life. So I ended up looking into it, decided, why not? I was always good at math and science. Let's see if I could do this. Changed my major, graduated on time, ended up in PA school in Orlando, and that was that. Um, so then I really thought I loved living in Florida. I thought I was going to stay there. Um, I thought I would find a rotation that I loved that I really wanted to, you know, work with the doctor and I didn't. And I ended up moving home to work with my dad. Um, I was supposed to take over or help him with his patient load. He, um, specializes in non-operative orthopedic injection procedures. Um, so I was going to help him. And then the opportunity presented itself for me to take over the wellness side of our practice, our former PA had left. And so I was like, why not? Let me try this and see if I like it. So I started working with men and women on optimizing their hormones. Um, I started doing, um, aesthetic injection procedures. So Botox fillers, all kinds of stuff. And, um, IV therapy. And so I've been doing that for the past almost six years um, or I'm sorry, almost seven years. And um, as I transitioned into that role, I actually coincidentally started having my own hormone issues. Mm, so interesting. yes. When I moved back home to work with my dad, oh, like literally overnight, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I had like absolutely no energy, horrible brain fog. Um, I, I gained like 30 pounds, like it was nothing out of nowhere. Um, and so I went through, you know, my dad was trained to put me on hormones to help with all the conditions that I developed seemingly overnight. Um, so I ended up with polycystic ovarian syndrome, low testosterone, low progesterone, and underactive thyroid. And I really hadn't had any problems prior to that. And I I I mean, I suffered like horrendously. And I was lucky enough that like my dad knew what was going on and could check these labs and put me on, you know, yeah, of course. But then the hormones didn't really help. And so you know, I went through everything. I went through our whole program and I w- I was on them f- on and off for years, but like I never felt great. And so I ended up developing side effects to all the hormones that we w- were trained to prescribe people. And I was like, Well, what the fuck? Like <laughs> this yeah. this is supposed to help me. This is what I do for a living. And I help so many people and it's not helping me. And so that was like really eye-opening for me. And then a few years later, I ended up I think it was during the year 2018, one week, a month, almost the entire year. I was like in bed, sick, like so ill. I ended up with chronic ep- flares of Epstein-Barr as well as a strep a strep throat infection for one week, a month, for a year. And,
0: and that was side effects related to the hormones No,
1: or you it, don't even know? This was, I was off all the hormones. This was years after stopping them this was like, I don't know, my immune system was like severely compromised by something. I don't know Mm -hmm. what. And, you know, like autoimmune testing was coming back totally normal. Like I did everything I knew in my like doctor brain to do. And then it was like, okay, now we got to explore other things. And so, you know, I started getting even more, even deeper into my like spiritual journey that I've been on and doing energy work. And, um, That one of the things I found was that like my soul was not didn't feel safe in my body and was leaving and leaving my body exposed Mm -hmm. to, you know, bacteria, viruses, anything that wanted to jump on in there and attack it so like Mm -hmm. energetically that was one piece of the puzzle. Then I ended up coming across the medical medium and he talks a lot about chronic Epstein bar infections and how they wreak havoc on the body. And that was, you know, coming into play in a big way for me. And then, you know, I was doing research online. I was in forums, like just reading about what other people were doing and it was mostly women. And so, you know, I, over that year had to really like reevaluate everything I was doing between my diet, my exercise, supplements, you know, mindset, everything, Um, my emotions, my traumas, everything that had happened to me in my entire life, I had to like take a step back and be like, okay, this is all related. Like everything Mm. is coming into play here and like everything needs to be addressed in order for me to reclaim my body make my body a safe place for my soul to be and to like really take my health back. And so that was a really big turning point in my career and my health journey and my spiritual journey. Um, you know, just realizing like everything I thought I knew, I didn't really know. And so it made me realize that, you know, the, the West there's a time and a place for like the Western med- medical approach but prescribing so many medications for people, but especially women who maybe shouldn't be on so many medications with, you know, all the other endocrine, you know, hormone system modulators that we're exposed to on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, it, I, I just, it's no, that's no longer in alignment with me. And I think I really had to go through what I've been through in order for, my eyes to be opened and me to realize that like, there's another way. And Mm -hmm. so I have learned so much on my journey. And I just don't want anyone, any woman to have to suffer. And, you know, wonder, like, who do I turn to? Where do I go? When I have all this knowledge that I want to share?
0: Absolutely. Like you've been through it. So you want to help the people who are currently in in the shoes you were years ago. So how do you feel now after incorporating all these different types of wellness practices into your life? Like how has it changed your life?
1: I can't even tell you. Like I, I have friends that have gone on the hormone program that, you know, I, I, I do as a PA and like, they would say to me like, well, don't you feel as good as I do on, on all these hormones? And I'd always be like, no, like I don't feel any different on it versus off of it. And that's a Mm. problem. And so it's, it's like someone turned a light switch on in my head. Like I don't have the debilitating brain fog anymore. I am able to like sit down and focus and like actually get things done. I have energy to get through my days. Like I, I can get up at 5 AM and be really productive throughout most of my day. Um, I, my relationship with my body has evolved a lot. Um, and it's not, it, it it's, you know, I have, we all have our good days and our bad. Yeah. We're human. Yeah.
0: But it's, you
1: know, it's more about like how my relationship with myself, like mm-hmm. not the number on the scale. Um, and you know, how I'm feeling like in my skin and in my body is like way more important to me than, you know, whether or not I'm a size zero at this point. Yeah. So, um, it's, I mean, it's just like night and day. I think about how I used to feel back then versus now. And it's like two different people. It's incredible. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for sharing all that. Cause yeah. I, I know it's like a journey you've been through. Uh, what, like, what are some of the modalities that are like now everyday things in your life or like practices that really have helped you, on your journey to get to this place of like loving and accepting your body and yourself. Mm -hmm. So I usually in the mornings,
1: but at least at some point throughout the day, I have to make time to just like sit with myself and I meditate um, usually for five to 10 minutes. And I just try to get really, really grounded in my body and I mean, that that alone has been so, so important for my overall well-being. Um, Journaling is really huge for me because I if I don't journal, I don't process my I have I have a hard time processing my emotions in general. Um, And I'm, you know, working at that every day, getting better. But I find when I journal about them, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm able to get everything out on paper And so it's not all up here or being stuffed down. And so that's, I mean, those two things are like my definite non-negotiables. I really, I try to get outside. I try to move my body. There was a period of time where I actually had to take a step back from exercise, which I really love exercising, but there's a point where like, exercise can be too much for your body, especially so many other conditions, you know, other things wreaking havoc on it. You're just stressing it out even more by putting it through the stress of exercise. And so there was a time where I had to like, take a step back and be like, okay, moving my body is actually not beneficial for me right now. And, you know, I'm sure there are people who would disagree with me on that. However, I felt that that was what was right for me at the time. Yeah, you
0: have to do what feels right for you. Like no one else knows how you feel in your own body. Exactly. And so, you know, I
1: was going to the gym and lifting weights or going for a run. And I was like exhausted for the next three days afterwards. Yeah. My adrenals weren't functioning properly. My cortisol was through the roof. Like it was a whole situation. And so now I'm at a place where like I feel good. And so I am able to move my body on a daily consistent basis. And that is so huge for me you know not only physically but mentally too um so i would say those are those are the main things that i've incorporated
0: yeah yeah and they're it's they're also simple right like yes. simple everyday yes. things that i think a lot of us don't realize how much they actually can help us yes. and how much they can affect our overall health. Right. Absolutely. It's like just taking five to 10 minutes to meditate mm-hmm. or just journaling like, wow, let me just write down my thoughts. So they're not just being suffocated inside of me and I'm not letting them out because exactly. God only knows what that's doing to my body. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I also think like the intention behind what you're doing is so important, mm-hmm. like why you're doing what you're doing. It's, yeah, purpose, there's, yeah. been period, there's been days, there's been weeks, there's been months of my life where like, I don't think about the intention. And then I start to feel like shit again, you Mm. know, and and it's not, I'm not being intentional with what I'm doing, the things I'm doing that are supposed to be for me. Yeah. Like, you know, if I'm like, I like to especially do this when I'm working out, like if I'm, if I'm on a run and I'm like, God, this sucks. Like, I hate this. Why did I, why did I decide to run (laughs) today? It's so hot out, you know, whatever. And I I try to stop myself and switch the track in my head and I'm like, you know what? I'm so fucking grateful that my body can move like this. I'm so grateful that I can run. I'm so grateful that, you know, I'm sweating all these toxins out. Like, and just like just shifting that like the the track that's always yeah. going in your head can you know, just make it so much more impactful on
0: everything. Totally. Like your mindset is everything. And like, I wholeheartedly believe that I talk about this all the time. It's like, whatever you think you are, you will be Yes, right. Because it's like, you're telling yourself that, but you have the power to decide what your mindset is going to be, what your intention is going to be in any situation in life. And it's literally like magic, right? It's like, if I know this is like kind of weird, but like, if I had like our own superpower as a human, the fact that we have a like we have control over our mindset yes. as long as we're aware enough to understand that and realize that and we can literally change how we view a situation and it can totally affect how we feel emotionally physically in our bodies yes. it's pretty insane.
1: It really is. It's incredible. Yeah. And like harnessing that is so powerful. Like yeah. if you can like be aware of that all the time I mean, you can do some really, really epic, magical
0: things. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. I like have goosebumps thinking about just how like insane that is that we can do that. Uh-huh. Anyways, okay. <laughs> so, like, who do you work with? Like, for any women who are yeah. listening right now, like, what might they be feeling? And, like, why? Why? are they coming to you for you to help them like tell us tell us speak directly to that woman sure so i mean i will say like i can
1: help any woman um the, and love it yeah the woman the women in my practice are i mean ages from 13 upwards of like 90 um and with what i'm doing now you know with this holistic approach i mean i really can help any woman and you don't have to be like fully suffering for me to help you, you know, it could be that you want to uplevel your health, you want to make sure that you're, you know, optimizing everything and, you know, taking advantage of moving your body appropriately for you. And, you know, ideal supplements that you could be taking to just make you even healthier. However, I would say my, um, my ideal client will say would be a woman who has been suffering and who suffers from the main things I hear are difficulty losing weight, um, trouble with energy. Uh, brain fog is a big one, Mm. even like low libido vaginal dryness. I mean, that's a really common complaint that I hear too. Um, but it doesn't just have to be like hormonal symptoms like that. It could be, you know, that you are having chronic flares of Epstein-Barr regularly too, or, you know, that you, um, are having like body aches, joint pain. I mean, it could be, it could be anything. I always say like any woman with any symptom, like you can come to me and there is something I can do or some perspective I can give you that, you know, other, that doctor's Likely wouldn't be. Yeah,
0: because you have a holistic approach. Exactly. exactly. I and
1: I have I have so much experience from so many different areas. I like to consider consider myself like a kind of spiritual medical liaison, where like I, you know, I can kind of like look at it from all different angles yeah. and and let you know, you know, what would be the best approach for you. You know, who you should be talking to, who you should be seeing, and if it's me, you know, I'll let you know, and we can absolutely work together
0: yeah i I love that. It's like, yeah, because you have all these different perspectives and an experience and experience in um a lot of different modalities and in, in you know western medicine um, you know, like you said even even teachings from the medical medium. so yeah, it sounds like you're you're like the one- stop shop for. Yes help me
1: exactly <laughs> help me exactly. out
0: and then okay i have to ask because i'm personally curious but and i don't know too much about this so i feel like this is something every woman should know is really how our hormones affect us
1: yeah
0: so like how you know how do our hor- hormones just affect us in general especially as women and like what's the purpose of you know optimizing hormones and how how does that help i'm just so curious Great question. Okay. So the problem with
1: the way hormones are evaluated in the Western medicine community is we're so hyper fixated on diagnoses and lab values. And this drives me crazy. Um, so the reference ranges for hormone levels are so, first of all, outdated. They're from decades ago, when, you know, we had so much less chemicals in our foods and our water and the air. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is now we're being exposed to so much. And a lot of these chemicals, our bodies see as hormones. And so, you know, for example, there's a lot of estrogens, like, in our plastics, and, you know, in our foods, whatever. And so, our body says, okay, I'm getting this hormone from somewhere else. Sometimes it'll say, I don't have to make it anymore. Sometimes it'll keep making it. So that's why like we're seeing higher levels of estrogen in men and women. We hear a lot about estrogen dominance because we're exposed to so much. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so the, the reference ranges for hormone lab values really should be adjusted you know, as time goes on, maybe every 10 years, we'll say. They've never been adjusted since they first came out with them, whatever that was. Why? Like, why not? Exactly. Because nobody really cares. Yeah. Honestly. Sad truth. Really yeah. Um, I always tell my patients, medicine, especially in the U.S., is all money and politics and nobody cares about you. And you have to be your own your biggest advocate, because no one is going to do that for you. And, mm. I, you know, I really try to do that for my patients. And, you know, I, I offer them a very different, you know, a, a approach and, you know, to, to their health and their hormones, but a lot of doctors aren't doing that. Yeah. Um, so the big problem with, you know, going to like your regular doctor to have, say your thyroid check, say you, you're, you've been feeling tired. You're cold all the time. Um, you're having trouble losing weight. You look up the symptoms. You're like, Oh wow. It looks like my thyroid's underactive. Let me ask my primary doctor to check my thyroid levels and see if they're off. And that you're thinking like, they're probably going to be right. Yeah. The range is so broad that most people who are suffering from those symptoms, their levels come back normal. And Mm -hmm. so The regular doctors aren't trained to treat you if it's, if it's within that normal range. So they don't treat you and they don't really have anything to offer. So people like that end up in my office because I treat them despite their levels being technically normal. So I have, I'm trained to aim for an optimal range that is, has been proven to help people with their, the symptoms that they're having. And so to answer your question about like, how are, what our hormones do for us, you know, different ones do different things, but the thyroid, for example, is responsible for like your body temperature, temperature regulation, people who have an underactive thyroid, meaning their thyroids are sluggish. They feel cold all the time. Their metabolism is slowed down. They're not able to lose weight. They're tired. They have a hard time getting out of bed. They have horrible, horrible brain fog, like debilitating usually. Um, testosterone is a really, really important. I I was actually on a call with a patient a few hours ago and it was a man. And I mentioned that like, I I'm on testosterone right now. And he goes, wait a minute, women can take testosterone too. And I was like, it's a hormone we all have. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? But a lot of people don't realize that men and women and a lot of women come into my office and they're like, "Oh, don't put me on testosterone. I don't want to have sex with my husband anymore." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, no. Wait a minute. Like testosterone is so misunderstood. You think it's just for sex, but it's not. It helps with our overall sense of well-being." Um and like I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Like it literally makes you feel good overall. It, you know, it helps improve your mood. Um, it helps with losing fat, putting on muscle, losing weight. Um, it's really important long-term for protecting against like heart disease. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's a really important hormone for not only men, but also women for sure. Yeah. And most women are walking around with non-existent levels, which is, it can actually be like harmful for your health. Um, and then you know, there's estrogen, there's progesterone. I mean, they're both really important for helping to regulate your period and um you know, helping with like symptoms of PMS and um menopausal symptoms and things like that. So I mean I could talk about this for hours. But, I know this is yeah. like what
0: you do, which I love. <laughs> and I it's something that stood out to me so much was how you talk about the um the chemicals and everything in our environment and our foods now and how our body processes it as hormones. And what came to my mind, and I don't know if this is what it is, but I, so I'm, I'm a vegetarian. I don't yeah. eat meat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And for a while I started eating tofu somewhat regularly. Yeah, And I found that I was breaking out a lot yes. when I was eating tofu and someone had told me something about it being like estrogen in my body. And so I, I stopped eating tofu mm-hmm. and now I don't, I don't see the same breakout symptoms. Is that kind of like what you're talking about? And that's what came to my mind.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So tofu, soy. Yeah. Soy, yeah, soy, Exactly. So soy, I don't, I like, I don't want to say this incorrectly, but, um, Somehow, like our body processes soy like it's estrogen. I don't. I, I feel yeah. like correlation, but um, yeah. So you you actually do have to be careful with soy products.
0: Yeah, that's so crazy. That's what came yeah. to my mind. I was like, okay, this is yeah. all making sense. Like <laughs> this, this is making sense. Yes, but, absolutely. Oh my gosh. So what are what are some things. I don't know if you have any tips of like how we can kind of limit those. Mm, I do actually things in our life. Yeah. I, I like love talking about this
1: Yeah, I have had to really get into this approach also for myself because it, there were times where like, I was like, I swear I'm doing everything right. And I'm still getting sick. So what is happening here? Um, so There is a woman called Food Babe. I don't know if you've heard of her. Okay, Food Babe. Um, So look her up, go follow her on Instagram. She is an awesome resource. And where I have gotten a lot of my information about the chemicals that um, the food industry puts in our food. And there's a lot of things that they use as like preservatives. One of them is citric acid. And so you hear citric acid and uh, you think like, oh, it's probably from citrus, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's what I think anyone
0: would just assume by it, the name. Exactly. It's not.
1: It's actually made from moldy corn. Um, like, ge- oh. yeah, like GMO corn that's been sitting and gotten moldy. They use that as a preservative to keep food fresh. Yeah. 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 Um, like gums in our food. I'm sure you being vegetarian probably mm-hmm. know about this, but like they use gums as thickeners in a lot of, um, like dips and things like that. The gums are made from like all kinds of, um, parts from animals, like, like cartilage hooves, things like that. Um, so that's a bit, these are, these are really good things to stay away from to, I mean, really optimize your health overall. They're gonna, when you eat them, they increase inflammation in the body. And when inflammation keeps increasing in the body, I mean, that's when you start developing conditions that are fueled by inflammation and polycystic ovarian syndrome is one of those conditions. And, um, that is a, it's a, one of the most common hormone issues in women of childbearing age. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that they're putting all of these things in our food is only contributing to how sick we're getting. Yeah. Um, I always try to eat organic vegetables, you know, to try to at least minimize the, the pesticides mm-hmm. you know, on the, on my food, um, staying away from, um, you know, overly processed shit. I mean, yeah. listen, I am like, the trashiest junk food eater ever. I I love good junk food, but I mean, it does, it contributes to making us sick and keeping us sick. And so, you know, I mean, once in a blue moon is fine, but like definitely don't, it's not good to be eating overly processed food, you know, on a regular basis, of course. Um, and my, my thing with diet is always just like fuel your body with as many fruits and vegetables as you can. Mm -hmm. And if you make sure they're organic, like you can eat as much of those as you want. Um, And that's actually, that's a lot of what the medical medium teaches about is like all of the benefits from various fruits and vegetables and herbs and things like that. And that's a lot of what Ayurvedic medicine focuses on too. Um, And so, you know, if you can fuel your body with that stuff, your body's going to be able to fight against, you know, the things that we're being exposed to that we don't have any control over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point. You know, years ago when I first stopped eating meat, I was so good at eating a lot of fruits, a lot of veggies Mm -hmm. and I'll catch myself some days. I mean, it's been more recent and I don't, I don't know why. And I'm starting to make little changes to get back, to get back uh, into my healthier habits. But I'll be like, I ate no vegetables today. Like I'll think about everything I ate and like, I had no, not a single vegetable, not a single fruit like I'm the worst vegetarian ever. Like what am I eating? (laughs) it's like, I'm eating like a bean burrito and I'll have like, you know, a protein shake. And it's like, not like I'm eating horrible, but it's like, still, I'm like, okay, I need to get, I need to get some vitamins and nutrients into my body. Um, so it definitely like, I'm pretty good at making sure I'm aware of that, but um, yeah, you have to be aware of what you're putting into your body exactly. and how it affects you. Exactly. Like there, it, it's obviously all, all related and all, yeah. you know, related to each other. So, yeah. um, yeah, thank you for sharing those tips because I think that those are some things that a lot of people don't realize or, mm-hmm. you know, don't maybe sometimes don't even want to believe is true, right? Yeah. It's like we we don't want to believe that it's okay for this stuff to be approved to be in our food, but it's just the truth. It is. <laughs> so yeah. knowledge is power. Yeah. And like you said, like no one else is gonna advocate for you. Be your own advocate for your health and your body. And um yeah, food is a big part of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So thank you for sharing like all of your knowledge with us. Like I said, at the beginning of this episode, we're going to learn so much. And I don't know about everyone listening, but I have learned so much already from you. Oh, so thank you so much. I'm so happy to help. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I do want to take a minute to talk about your sexy, okay. right? Like obviously this show is all about feeling sexy in your own skin, how you found your sexy in life. Mm-hmm. So I have this little acronym that I go over with everyone on the show and these are four areas that I believe you really have to get clear on in order to feel the sexiest you possibly can. Okay. So at this point in your life, like with uh, the whole journey you've been on, you know, and who you are right now, what are some things that satisfy you and bring you joy in life, no matter how big or small, what, what's on that list?
1: The thing that has been bringing me so much joy is I just moved here from Philadelphia and I am not taking the sun for granted. Like I am Mm. outside every day. I make sure I have time to just, whether it's laying by the pool or going for a walk or just sitting in the grass, I am like so aware of how amazing and beautiful it is to be in such a
0: warm, beautiful place that is like totally fueling me lately. Oh girl. That's on my list too. I have to get outside in the sun every single day. It makes me so happy to feel that sunshine on my face. Oh my like gosh. I can't even tell you. It's such a good like recharge. Totally. Totally. Oh yes. We love the sunshine. Yes. And we're lucky in Phoenix that there's a lot of it. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Okay. So the next part of sexy is the ego. Mm-hmm. So What is your relationship like at this point in your life with your self-esteem and your self-worth?
1: Ooh, this is a good one. This has been coming up for me a lot lately. Uh, Okay. My relationship with my self-esteem and my self-worth, I find my ego running its mouth, running her mouth, you know, a lot. Mm -hmm. But what I am working on is like recognizing when it's all ego and being aware of that and realizing like, okay, you know, just because this is happening, it doesn't mean that I'm less than, it doesn't mean that I'm not beautiful. It doesn't mean that I'm not smart, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I've really been like witnessing like more taking a step back and witnessing my ego. And in doing that, I find myself like my self esteem and my self worth are, are rate like raising, like I'm stepping into my power more and I'm, I'm doing things that I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing, you know, even a few months ago. Um, I'm I'm feeling better about myself. I'm wearing things I wouldn't have worn. Like I'm I'm definitely working on that, but it's getting better and better and better.
0: I like to think of our ego as having two separate parts. Mm-hmm. So like I like to think of it as there's the unhealthy ego, right, yes. that we're comparing and we feel like it's a competition and we have to be better than and you know really not Um, serving us. And then there's the healthy part of our ego. That's really nurturing our self-esteem and our self-love and really growing that part of, you know, our, our self, our being. And I love how you said you've been working on kind of trying to like take a step back and observe. Mm -hmm. And that's totally how I think of it too. You know, it's like, we get to decide which part of our ego we feed. And it's like, do I want to feed into the unhealthy part or am I going to feed the healthy part of my ego that's going to build my self-esteem and build my self-worth and like help me become you know my best self and the person that I deserve to be in this life yeah I love that yeah another
1: thing just to mention real quick um, that I have been doing too is thanking my ego
0: like mm, i love that you No,
1: know, our ego is trying to protect us like totally it comes from a place of love actually even though you know we're like spiraling and you mm-hmm. know being that crazy bitch sometimes yeah like that's where it comes from and so yeah like recognizing like okay you know thank you thank you for you know bringing this to my attention and then sitting with it and and Kind of tracing the steps back, like where the hell did this come from?
0: Exactly. Like, why like, am I, yeah. why Totally. Am I it's like about
1: this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: like patterns, past That's traumas, it. like all those things. Yeah. It's like yeah. those are what's affecting our ego. So it's like, yeah. I love that you said that. It's protecting yeah. us. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. But I don't need you anymore. Exactly. We're like, we're safe, we're good, everything's
1: fine. You know, let's like keep moving forward.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's such a good like practice to start incorporating. Yeah. Let's all start thinking our egos when it comes up. I love that. I love that so much. (laughs) Okay. So the next part is X, which is external opinions. Mm. So how often do you let what other people think or say about you affect you? Or how do you kind of Make sure you don't let it affect your decisions. Oh, I love this. Okay. So I
1: am somebody who can like let things kind of roll, but at the same time, I kind of like take them and stuff them down. So like what other people say or think doesn't actually usually hold me back from doing things or saying things, but it still affects me.
0: Mm. And like, you'll keep it in the back of your mind a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. And I find I'm really, I'm really working on how I speak about myself and like the words that I'm using. Yeah. And um, I find that I'll say things and I'm like, why did I just say it like that? Like, where did yeah. that come from? Like, that's not even, that wasn't even consciously like how I was thinking. And that, but then I can trace it back to something somebody said
0: about me. So that's That's so crazy how our like subconscious holds on to stuff like that. So true. So like consciously, you know, I don't really care
1: what people Mm -hmm. think about me, but subconsciously I definitely do. And I know that about myself. Um, So again, it's really, I like journal about that a lot. And, you know, I, I try to sit with things that come up and, you know, I try to witness and recognize and just like kind of try to figure out you know where these things came from so that it doesn't so that I, it doesn't affect me you know mm-hmm. in the long term and doesn't um affect the decisions that I'm making
0: for myself. And you're so self-aware in that sense which is so great, right? I mean that's what it really takes in order to grow and and break, you know, habits and stuff like that. So, um I feel like that that keeps coming up in a lot of what you're talking about is how aware you've become, which is just so amazing. And so like, so important. And I think that that is something that is not talked about enough. I mean, I could just go on a rant and we could talk about a whole, um, other podcast episode about self-awareness, but it's so important. And I don't think it's, I don't think enough people talk about how important it is to really take the time to learn how to become self-aware and observe your, observe your own thoughts and um, reactions to things because it can totally change your entire life.
1: Absolutely. Michael Singer has two books that really, really helped me like figure out how to take a step back and witness myself. So I okay. recommend both of his books.
0: Awesome. Okay, good to know. I'm going to write that down and um, I'll include it in the show notes too. So anyone who's Perfect. listening can find those. Okay. So the last part of sexy is yearn. So what is next for you? What are you just so excited about in the future?
1: So I am officially taking a big step back from my work as a PA um, here, likely at the end of the summer. And um, I'm going to be like diving headfirst into this holistic approach to, you know, all the above, everything we've been talking about. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, I just feel like everything I am doing there is just so much more alignment with who I am and who I've become, you know, as a result of my journey. So I am really looking forward to
0: just being able to like dedicate
1: all of my time to growing my, my business. So I'm excited.
0: Oh, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to just see what it becomes, you know, and and where else you go. Yeah, thank you. So at this point in your life, what does sexy mean to you now?
1: Mm.
0: Sexy means to me, like, owning
1: everything that I am. Like, fully, fully stepping into my power, you know, owning the masculine, owning the feminine, even when it's like, messy and maybe sometimes toxic and like, you know, just owning like everything that makes me, me.
0: Oh, I love that. And I love this. And I know no one else can see this because I can see you on video right now, but this just big smile came over your face and I can tell that you were genuinely just like at such ease and had so much happiness saying that. And, um, that was so beautiful. Thank you. So thank you for sharing your definition. And so what is one physical trait of yours that you think is sexy? Mm. Um. Hmm.
1: Does it have to be like PG?
0: No, no. <laughs> for a minute. Okay. When you <laughs> asked that, I was like, what does PG mean? Like I, I paused for a second. Cause I was like, PG I was like, Oh, she means like PG. Okay, no, no, whatever it is, whatever you think is sexy. Okay, so I never had a butt growing up, like ever.
1: Like I was like flat, but like always. And first, I don't know where this butt has come from, but like I love it, and I love twerking with it. Doesn't say that's
0: why you love twerking now. You got the booty. It's like it's
1: my party trick. Like it's it's so (laughs) fun, and I think it's so sexy, and I just I love having a butt.
0: I love that girl, flaunt your butt. I love it. You should celebrate that booty. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then what is one character trait of yours that you think is sexy?
1: My confidence. I, I have, I don't know when this developed, but like, I have learned how to like fake it till I make it. Like, even when I'm not confident, like coming off as confident and, um, yeah, I just I feel like I can really I've I've been doing like a podcast circuit this week and like Yeah. I I feel I was really nervous. I had never filmed a podcast like at the beginning of the week and now I've done like 3
0: and it's amazing.
1: Yeah, and I've I I feel like I'm rocking it and
0: I can't I, help yeah. but feel like you feel so confident because you've become aligned with what feels right to you and you're making these shifts in your life. So you feel better. You feel like yourself. You're shifting your career to feel more aligned with what really lights you up. Exactly. You know,
1: absolutely the truth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is like what it's all about. So I love that so much. Okay. And then my last fun little question for you, who is one woman who you think of as a sexy woman and why? God,
1: there are so many um famous not
0: famous anyone it doesn't even matter just was there one person that came to your mind first
1: yes there was
0: regina lauren (laughs) (laughs) yes you gotta shout out your bestie okay tell us why do you feel like regina is sexy
1: so regina is one of my best friends and we live together currently um and she just she everything everything i just said she like she just owns everything that she is, everything that she's about. She was an attorney, left practicing law to become a, she's now an Epic business coach. And like, not, there has not been one moment in her journey that she has like stopped to, you know, worry about what other people think or, you know, held anything back that is her. And like, I just, I look up to her so much, like in in general, just, like, as a human, but, like, I just think that is the
0: definition of sexy. Oh, I love, I love that one of your best friends was who came to I mind. Know. Like, I have to tell you, I've asked this question to so many women on so many podcast episodes, and, you know, not, it doesn't diminish anyone else's answer, yeah. but the fact that, like, your best friend is who you said <laughs> is just, like, the sweetest thing on the planet, and I'm sure that's going going to mean so much to Regina. And like, it's not like you even just said it because you're like, oh, let me, you know, right? Uh, pump yeah. up my my best friend. Yeah. Like, you genuinely mean it, which yeah. is so amazing. I, so I, I love I, I love that that was your answer. <laughs> you guys are so adorable. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, Kiki, thank you so so much for coming on the show. And oh my gosh, you literally taught us uh, at least me. I'm sure everyone else taught me so much. We've learned so much in this episode. And I think the most important thing is we really learned how to um, really take control of our bodies and how we feel and be our own advocate for our own health, right? And you gave us so many tools and modalities that we can use to uh, practice that. So thank you so, so much. Where can people... Uh, stay in touch with you or find out how they can work with you?
1: Yeah. So I'm mainly on Instagram. My handle is Kiki Scheiple, K-I-K-I-S-H-I-P-L-E. And then my website is kellyscheiple.com. So K-E-L-L-Y-S-H-I-P-L-E.com.
0: Perfect. And I'll link it all in the show notes so you can easily find Kiki. And Oh my goodness. I just could sit here and talk with you forever because you're just a gem. (laughs) So thank you so, so much for being here. And I just am obsessed with you.
1: I had so much fun.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.